0: and I'll be in your ears every week, dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's going on? It's Johnny King. Thank you for joining me on yet another episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. I've talked about uh, this before, this topic, I should say, uh, but it's been a little while. So, if you are, well, I should say, whether you are or you are not a fan of Tony Robbins, one of the biggest, uh, I guess, lessons or learnings that I took from my very first live uh, seminar of his, back when I was 29, was uh, his six uh, human needs. Okay, so real briefly, and then I'll get to the you know the the kind of the idea behind the six human needs and why I think it's always so important. There's typically of those six, not even typically. Let's just shoot it straight. Of those six, four of the needs are needs of the human. Okay, they're kind of like primal needs. We will do anything to emotionally fill these four kind of primal needs, right? And then the last two are the needs of the spirit, where most people actually, if they're just kind of in survival mode, won't even be aware that these last two are there. But the last two are are actually where, I guess, uh, lives of true fulfillment, it's kind of where those are founded, built upon. Okay. So, in brief, again, without going too deep into the rabbit hole, the first need of the human is the need for certainty, right? It's just security, uh, predictability. It's the need, it's like to be certain that you are safe, you know, that you are in control, that you have uh, resources to keep yourself alive, right? The second need is a paradox. So it's the need for uncertainty. And so a lot of people are like, wait, what? Why would you have uh, opposing needs? Well, if you think about it, like I spent uh, like a month ago, I I got home from three weeks in Italy and Greece and absolutely loved it. But towards the end of that, I was starting to miss home. I wanted to get back and sleep in my own bed. I wanted to like get back into my normal routine and go to the gym and eat healthy and everything else, right? Um, But if you do that too long... (laughs) which a lot of us probably feel, then you can also get bored. So if you over-satiate one of these needs, needs, let's say the need for certainty, things become predictable, there's not a whole lot of variety in your life, and you get bored, right? So the need for uncertainty is that need for variety and excitement and romance and adventure, right? Um, But if you are living out of, let's say, your van, and that sounds amazing to you, and you're traveling the, the country or the world living out of your van, but you never really know where you're going to stay each night. Um, you always have things breaking down. You don't know where your next meal is going to come from. For some people, that amount of uncertainty and unpredictability is also overwhelming. It can almost actually get kind of boring. Like they just want to know where they're going to stay each night, right? So those are the first two. The third one is the need for significance, okay? The need for uh, each of us to feel that we are unique, of worth, valued, seen, you know, special. Um, And then the second, or the fourth need, I should say, a paradox to significance is the need for love and connection, Right, we want to feel loved, we want to connect with people, we want to feel like obviously human beings are such a uh, kind of a tribal community based species that's very, very difficult uh, for most of us to thrive without some sense of connection and community, right? So, those are the needs of the, of, of the human, right? Those are the four basic needs. The, the last two needs that I was mentioning earlier of the spirit are the two things that you should truly focus on if you want to create a life of true fulfillment. First need is the need for growth, uh, because as Tony Robbins says, if you're not growing, then you're dying. You must be uh, progressing, right? And then the second need, I should say the very last need, the second need of the spirit is the need for contribution, um, to be able to contribute to something greater than just ourselves. So, that's where technology has certainly helped, right? Like we all live in a time now where you're listening to my voice, you're listening to a podcast on a smartphone. But 200 years ago, most most energy, most uh, effort uh, by our ancestors was spent on, you know, food and, you know, shelter and warmth and safety and, you know, trying to... (laughs) Um, create a better uh, lifestyle, right? Quality of life. That's what I was thinking of. Um, well, we know now we all have like, for for better part. Again, if you're listening to this my voice, then chances are good that you know we take for granted a roof over our head and heater, <laughs> you know, air conditioning, running water, electricity food that we can get whenever we want, right, I, I freaking just put in an order for Instacart and have food, you know, people shopping for me at Costco while I record this, right, so like we live in a world of so much abundance, It's it's crazy, but given that, that sometimes can then lead us to a lot of like shit, like soul searching, like okay, cool, all my basic needs are covered, then what am I actually here for? And so let's rewind the clock to uh, 2010. Shortly after I went to my first and then second uh, Tony Robbins event, "Unleash the Power Within." Uh, there, I found myself uh, just opening my very first um, my very first gym. Okay, and I remember thinking, "Okay, I I had experienced very kind of." Closely, if you will, my mom, who had always struggled with her weight as long as I could remember, right, and she had five kids, and you know, gosh, <laughs> and in the eighties and nineties, with food, processed food really coming into uh, kind of the major limelight, then uh, everyone thought this was amazing. This is so convenient, but that food, of course, is so horrible. So, my mom, being the the consummate kind of martyr, um, putting her needs on the back burner and prioritizing the needs for her children and her husband and her community and her church, everything before her, um, which made her feel significant, right? <laughs> made her feel loved and connected to some degree. Um, she still always kind of struggled to find a place. She kind of hated the normal gym that she would go to. She would go to curves, but that was more of a social hour than it was actually a workout. Um, at times, my father would, you know, hire a uh, an in-home like personal trainer, but that never really took off because you can't really out-exercise a shitty diet, right? You have to have your diet dialed in, otherwise that'll eventually catch up to you, and it was certainly catching up to my parents, right? So I say all this because when I opened my gym, I was like, you know what? And this was, you know, just a couple of years after my mom passed away. I was like, I'm going to open a gym that really caters to that Midwestern woman, um, who doesn't really feel comfortable in any type of like modern, uh, big box gym at the time. This was like 2010. Right. And, uh, so I opened my gym and I literally was like within half a mile, uh, like East was like a gold's gym and West was a planet fitness. And I certainly had so many doubts, uh, of why this would ever become a successful offering. And yet, again, unbeknownst to my own uh, lack of <laughs> self-esteem and uh, belief in myself, it it still became successful only as a result of really kind of focusing on, and if you're in business, I'm sure you've heard this many times, um, like getting really, really clear about your like uh, ideal client you're, you know, actually creating an ideal client avatar. For me, it was very, very simple because I was like, oh, that's my mom. Like, in her honor, I'm going to attract women like her. Maybe not as old because my mom passed away when she was 61. But maybe, right? And certainly I did attract women into, you know, into my gym who were in their 60s. But primarily women's in their 40s, uh 30s, 40s, 50s. But all women who kind of hated the, the everyday gym. um But really what set me apart was I think I really took time to sit down and look at, okay, if my mom were still alive and i take these six, you know, human needs psychology that that Tony talked about, right? So certainty, uncertainty, significance, love and connection, those first four, love slash connection, right? And then growth and contribution. He talked about if you can get um, some type of activity or you know, anything in your life <laughs> that uh, fulfills, if we're going to rate our level of fulfillment, right, of that particular emotional um, connection with, let's say, certainty or uncertainty. If we could achieve or fulfill that need for ful- fulfillment at a level 8, 9, or 10, with three, at the minimum, three or more of those six human needs, I hope I'm, I'm hoping making sense of this, then that can lead to an addiction, right? So, so many of us obviously have challenges with unhealthy addictions, right? I ultimately wanted to create a healthy addiction. Uh, and so, sure enough, I really started thinking about, okay, if I had my mom still alive and she were coming into my gym, how could I fulfill each of her six human needs? Again, certainty, uncertainty, significance, love and connection, growth and contribution. How could I create an environment, uh, a flow, a um, yeah, just like a, an exercise experience that would fulfill each of her needs on an on an eight. Level eight or higher, right? And I just dialed in on that. And sure enough, the the people started coming in, certainly guys started coming in, but definitely catered to the Midwestern kind of middle aged woman um, and just kind of blew it out of the water. Um, like I said before, kind of in, in, in its heyday of my gyms, you know, I was teaching classes by myself of, you know, 70, 80. I think my biggest group was like 86 people, which was, <laughs> it's like part like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like it's so validating. And yet there was also part of me that was like freaking the fuck out inside because I'm like, how am I going to manage, you know, nearly 90 people <laughs> who all want to work out uh, and you have young, you have old, you have small, you have overweight, you know, you have like just, it runs the, ga- the gambit, right? I figured it out somehow. And so that's not so much to, to focus on the the gym concept. But I want you to think about, okay, if you're in business, well, let's not even talk about business. It could be business. It could be a relationship. It could be uh, even focusing on your own needs. If you are unhappy in any area of your life, okay, let's just take the main staples of like health, relationships, uh, career, like finances, right? Just as those three big categories, we can certainly dial it, uh, focus in on some of the branches of those major ones. But, and you really look at like, okay, um, okay, let's say in, in one's career, do they feel a sense of certainty? You know, are they certain of, let's say, income? Are they certain of what their day-to-day looks like? Um, Are they certain that they have enough uh, to do, but not so much that they're overwhelmed, right? Uh, If that's like an eight, nine, or 10, cool. Check that box. Then for that person to look at like, but is there enough variety? Is there enough stimulation? Is there enough? Because these things all can kind of overlap, right? Is there enough um, variety in the day that it doesn't get completely boring and completely mundane? And if that's the case, like, yeah, actually, I do these things some days, some days I'm at home, other days I go into the office, some days I'm working on these things, other days I'm working on these things. Yeah, it gives me the variety. I really like my job. Cool. Eight, nine, or 10, I'm rating it a nine. Awesome. Do I feel significant? Am I being uh, rewarded or um, acknowledged and promoted or seen uh, in the work that I'm doing at my job? Uh, and rating that as an eight or nine or ten, like cool. Um, do I feel really connected with my team? Do I feel connected with the the purpose of the business, the uh, the mission, I should say, the vision? Um, if so, like cool. And then lastly, as as the last two, do I feel like I'm growing as an, an employee of this business? You know, do I feel like there's opportunities for me to work my way, you know, upper mobility? in the business, in the company, and be promoted into to new positions? And can I see that? And, and do I feel like I'm contributing to something, like, a, like I said, a mission or a purpose that's far greater than myself? And so you can imagine, if someone were to rate themselves an eight, nine, or 10, in all six of those, they probably have their dream job, right? Conversely, if you have, you know, someone who would rate themselves a one, two, or three in those things where they're not growing, they don't feel seen, they're not significant, you know, uh, maybe it's crazy boring, right, because they don't have any variety, you know, they don't feel like they're really contributing to anything other than they're just trading hours for, you know, a paycheck, then chances are really good that they're either going to leave the job, they're going to do a shitty job <laughs> in the job, or they'll stay, but they'll just uh, probably be kind of like a bump on a log, Right feel like they're just a cog in the the bigger system take that with a relationship and I've done this too where I've sat down and I and I think about you know I, I kind of put my uh, significant others name at the very top of the paper and I write down you know certainty and uncertainty significance love and contribution I should say love and connection and then uh, growth and contribution and how am I hoping uh, or how am I ensuring that they feel certain of my love? But they also feel like I keep them on their toes, you know, and I'm keeping things exciting or romantic or exciting. Did I say exciting, romantic or exciting? Yeah, I'm going to say adventurous. Um, do they feel significant, you know, by me? Do they feel like they are loved and connected with? Do they feel like they're growing in the relationship? Do they feel like they are contributing to... A greater, you know, a greater good as they invest in and feel invested into our relationship, right? Mm-hmm. If, you, if you do feel like you're doing a good job and, and they would rate you as a partner as a level 8, 9, or 10, you have nothing to worry about that they would ever seek outside of the relationship for their needs to be met, right? If they're being met or rating themselves as a one, two, three, four, right, on the vast majority of those six human needs, chances are also great that they're either going to look outside the relationship, not necessarily in a emotional or physical way, but they might start looking into finding their needs being met um, through, you know, I don't know, uh, going to the bar and drinking or uh business travel, you know, or working on, they buy a new car, right, Uh, or I should say an old car that they want to restore and fix it up in the garage, so it just becomes a project, so again, the level of depth and intimacy that one can have with themselves, with their significant other, with their job, with their health, you know, um, really ultimately comes down, it boils down to how you're getting your needs met. And our needs are very easily simplified down to those six that I've spoken about throughout this this episode. And so I bring it up because it's just something that I, I think I need to continually remind myself. Like, if I find myself bored in any part of my life, if I find myself not growing, not contributing to something great, if I don't feel myself excited or passionate about things, it can be in part due to my lack of intentionality with dialing in, you know, (laughs) these six human needs in my life and being able to fulfill those needs for me, taking responsibility for me on a level 8, 9, or 10, right? So, again, if the work that I'm doing I'm not feeling super inspired by because I'm, you know, I, I work for myself, I'm an entrepreneur, it's not significant enough. That means I'm not really clear enough about why it is that I'm doing what I'm doing, right? Like, it's not, I don't feel like I'm maybe um, really giving what I feel like God has bestowed upon me as a gift, this world, I feel like maybe I'm not really showing up and helping a whole lot in that regard, right? And so on the flip side of that, you know, I probably also feel like I'm not contributing to something all that great, right? So again, certainty, first one. Uncertainty, the second one. Thirdly is significance. The fourth one is love and connection. Number five is growth. And number six is contribution. Write those things down. And whether you're struggling in your relationship with your spouse, maybe you're struggling uh, to, you know, gr- you know, start your own business or to grow your business, or maybe you're just really struggling to, to get in the gym and really kind of take your health, you know, seriously. Look at what would have to happen. How could you fulfill your need uh, of these six human needs in a way that would be awesome, you know, in eight, nine or 10. And if you were to actually do those things and really get clear about, okay, on paper, I can see I would need to, for me to be really happy with exercising, then I would need to be outside, you know, multiple times a week. (coughs) And so the interesting thing, again, rewinding back to my gym days, I had, I had, uh, you know, 45, 50, 55-year-old women who said, I have never enjoyed exercise, ever. I've never enjoyed going to the gym. I've never enjoyed doing any of these things that we are doing because I wasn't doing anything different. It's not like I was asking them to do special lunges or special push-ups. What I did was look at my ideal client, which, like I said, is like the my moms of <laughs> the Midwest and I just looked at how I could really fulfill their emotional needs on an 8, 9, or 10 level. And that made the, the experience of exercise and movement so much more enjoyable. I had women saying, like, I've never been obsessed with working out. Ever. I always thought those were crazy people. And yet, I look so forward to coming to your gym every single day, well, six out of seven days of the week. And I don't know. I never thought I'd use the word addicted to exercise in the same sentence, but it was working for them. And so as I say this, of course, I'm I'm reminding myself there's always work to be done. And it's not like I'm speaking from this place of my ivory tower, like I've got this all this shit figured out. But I think a lot of times I speak to things in my podcast, and I'm like, oh, eh, I... I need to give my own self, you know, some of uh, some of this advice or my own pep talk. And so I'm going to do this exercise. Uh, and I really highly recommend that you do it too. If it's not clear, shoot me an email. I'm happy to walk you through it as well and do it in real time. Um, johnny at johnnyking.com. And I think it's really important. And so you could write at the very top of your page, like, um, what will it take for me to... Um to exercise, to eat right, to do all those things uh, to be able to achieve you know an ideal health that i 've always envisioned being able to, to to accomplish right and then write down below that certainty, uncertainty, significance, love and connection, growth and contribution and figure out what you would have to be able to do to be able to fulfill those emotional needs. On a level that's at an 8, 9, or 10. Right? And then, uh, let's see what you get. For some people, they totally grasp this um, this exercise. For other people, they're like deer in headlights. Like, wait, what are you asking me to do? Like, I don't fully get it. Okay? And if you are more the latter, that's totally cool. Don't beat yourself up. But I do, if, if this at least, uh, besides the actual exercise, if the concept makes sense to you, okay, and resonates, but you're having a hard time actually like, wait, what is this exactly? Like, how would you want me to do this on paper? Again, shoot me an email, johnny at johnnyking.com. And uh, I'd be more than happy to support you in figuring out what that might look like uh, in your life, whether it be, like I said, for for your career, for your love life, for your uh, health, uh, your finances, quality of lifestyle, um, whatever the case might be for you. So I hope that resonates. I hope that works for you. Um, And I look forward to catching up with you on the next episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King. Thank you for joining me. As always, we'll catch up with you on the flippity flop and if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at johnnyking and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.